Analects 1.13. The gentleman, Junzi, is not motivated by filling his belly, nor by a comfortable abode. He is careful to act, yet cautious in speech. Repair to those who know the Tao, and thereby find improvement in their company. Of such persons, one can be said to have a love of learning. A love of learning here is Haoshe, and this has the related meaning of cultivation particularly regarding appropriate conduct. So what we have here is a statement about cultivating oneself in terms of your behavior, in terms of how you understand, how you are aware of the situation you find yourself in, how you realize wisdom. So what are the Junza motivated by? Again, the Junza is an exemplary person, a um, virtuous person, somebody who has complete virtue is the way that James Legg has translated gentlemen sometimes, excuse me, the Jinzu sometimes. And a Jinzu's motivation is very different in nature than most people's motivation. You can contrast this to more typically the petty person's motivation. Now, petty does not mean necessarily commoner or lower class in a socioeconomic sense. It does not necessarily mean these things. It could also mean people who are, in today's terms, billionaires or elected leaders. It can certainly include those people. And in the past, these people can also be those of official rank, of title, and certainly those who have much money. So the motivation of a junzi is something we saw back in 1.1, that the junzi is motivated not by being recognized, not by being famous, not by hopes of reputation and not salary, but rather he is motivated by the enjoyment of virtue for its own sake, because virtue contains with it its own kind of beauty. And this beauty is something we're developing an understanding of through our journey through the Analects and through your journey through other pieces of 
important philosophical classics, such as Amentius, the Shunzi, the Great Learning, but also through studying poetry, studying exemplary persons throughout history, virtuous kings, chaste wives, good husbands, filial children, and so forth. We can learn about them through literary arts and history. We can also learn through about beauty through Li, ritual, and ritual propriety. We can also understand and experience beauty through doing what is morally correct when people around you are not doing what's morally correct or being in relations that are guided by E and Li, guided by morality, guided by ritual propriety. You can experience it in the world through your relationships. On the other hand, there are some people that are motivated by tasty food, a comfortable abode, or more abstractly put, materialistic things, a big house, a big salary, delicious food, beautiful clothing. Now, it's not that any of these things are wrong. It is simply not a priority for the Junzu. The Junzu would rather have things of virtue and beauty, not physical beauty, but spiritual beauty, rather than these physical, tangible things. Things that even animals and beasts can enjoy. Animals, too, enjoy certain foods over others. Animals, too, enjoy large territory. So if you are motivated by filling your belly or by a big comfortable house with nice shiny things in it, that's your motivation. You are a petty person. You're not virtuous. And people certainly should not listen or look up to you for advice. Let's look at the second part. He is careful to act yet cautious in speech. Being careful to act is like walking through a narrow path. On one hand, you don't want to be so timid that you do not do anything. On the other hand, you do not want to be reckless. So think of walking along a narrow path and you don't want to fall off into either direction, into the chasm. So you're careful to act. You're not going to be too timid. You're not going to be reckless. That's very difficult to attain. That's why the Junzi, we can understand this as a virtuous person we can look up to. He is careful to act, yet cautious in speech. Why is he cautious in speech? Because he takes his speech seriously. What he says can be relied upon, and he tends his words to have that effect. 
So don't go off into social media just blabbering about things. And when you do talk to people, be careful about what you say. Do not be incorrect. On the other hand, if you can have an opportunity to pass on wisdom to somebody who will receive it, then do so. And that part is also explained later on. Most of you are probably familiar with the phrase, pearls, do not cast your pearls before swine. I believe that's biblical. And there's a similar idea later in the Analects, much later. Repair to those who know the Tao. I like this because when you're out in this world, especially a world without the Tao, you're going to be injured, not necessarily physically, although that could happen, but spiritually you'll be hurt. People will insult you. You will see things of a perverse nature. And that will damage you. You yourself may make some mistakes. And so if you repair to those who know the Tao, you're going to find somebody who knows the Tao, the Confucian way. And you can find some relief. You can find some uh, an opportunity to discuss what you've experienced, maybe some mistakes you've made yourself. And then you can find improvement in their company. Sometimes, sometimes in the world, um, you can be surrounded by a crazy world. I am living in one of those situations. And people around you are just so twisted, maybe simply perverse. They're doing all the wrong things. They're treating themselves badly. And so, of course, they're going to treat you badly as well. Now, if you are always in the situation, it can really get you. It can really hurt you. So repairing to those who know the Tao is very important because once you do go with these people who are much better, courteous, they're kind, they're humane, benevolent, they're wise, this can be rejuvenating for you. This might be why you are listening to these series of lectures. This might be why, for some of you, you are taking lessons from me. This might be why you are searching to meet other people who are also learning the Confucian Tao. So that you can find improvement, rejuvenation, and repairment in their company. Let's look at this last line. Of such persons, one can be said to have a love of learning. You can think of this as cultivation. Such persons can be said to have a love for self-cultivation. There's a lot of people who take philosophy to mean something really impractical, just very metaphysical. Now, there are people who can talk about that to some degree, but once they get completely lost in this area and they're no longer thinking about pragmatic things, practical things, something has gone wrong here. 
And we see this with some, especially some post-Enlightenment philosophers, although, unfortunately, in Confucian history, um, some people have arguably slipped into that. But that's a discussion uh, for perhaps another time, exactly who they are and what dynasties we find them in. But sometimes you get into this whole area where they're thinking about things that are essentially very impractical or maybe perhaps unanswerable even. Questions such as, uh, maybe you could even say the argument of between the, uh, you know, four beginnings and the seven emotions, uh, maybe a little too more too metaphysical, but questions that regard um, questions of being, uh, questions of of alternate systems of logic. The, these questions might be very interesting and you might have some fun with it as a hobby, but don't let that replace your self-cultivation. You have a long way to go as a human being. You need to know how to act, not too timidly or cowardly, but not too boldly and recklessly. This is what Confucius was known for, proper action. Being cautious in speech needs, means that you know what is true and how to express it articulately and to avoid miscommunicating as well as preaching falsehoods. And you must learn the Tao, which goes beyond everyday action and speech. It continues into directions of E, righteousness and justice and morality, as well as Li, ritual propriety. It goes into things of beauty, such as music, such as harmonious relations between father and son, husband and wife, mother and daughter, and siblings and friends. These are your priorities. So do not get confused, do not get waylaid, do not get distracted. These are the most important things.